Hello everybody, it's Robin Morton here from Win With Robin and 22nd Century Gold. Uh, bonjour, ça va? Hola, comment estas? Konnichiwa, wherever you are in the world. Hello and welcome from the west coast of Scotland, a tiny little island. It is a beautiful but cold winter's day here. We have blue sky and sunshine and I'll take that any day of the year and I'm very honoured and privileged today to be chatting with uh, in a few minutes with Sean Maloney who is the founder of Digital Business Masters, the incredible 50k club and also he is a gold director elite with carrot bars because today we're going to talk about why gold? Why you should be saving in gold and gold back, back to digital uh, coins and why the blockchain is going to impact your life and uh, beneficia beneficially. And, and there is Sean now, so I'm just going to let him in. Um, hi there, Sean. How are you today? Can you hear me okay? Hey Robin, how's things? Yes, very good, thank you. Um, I was just introducing you there. Um, uh, as I said, you are the founder of Digital Business Masters, um, the incredible 50K Club, which uh, is, has been very popular. Thousands of members, if you haven't heard of it, pop over to 50K Club on Facebook. Uh, but he is also Gold Director Elite with Carrot Bars, and that's really what we're going to talk about today, is Goldback Coins, um, the safe, secure uh, haven for your wealth in gold and why you should think about not relying 100% on the political and economic, economic shenanigans that are going around at the moment around the world. And uh, yes, yeah, so welcome, Sean. Uh, how are you today? I'm very well, Robin. Yeah, a little bit snowy. Yes, um, in here. That's what you get for February in the <laughs> UK. Probably not as much as you've got up there in Scotland, I don't imagine. Well, today it's uh, minus seven degrees outside, seven degrees below zero, but the sun is shining, so I am uh, not going to complain at that. No, 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 it's fine. That's what, that's what we do in the winter time. But yeah, no, it's great to be here, Robin. It's, uh, I know you're helping and working very hard uh, with various people to understand this very important message and we're just here today to have a general chit chat about why we do what we do. You know, yes. it's uh, something that's close to my heart. Um, we've been building out various uh, asset positions for many years as it happens, but I never fully understood why we needed to be doing that uh, outside, let's say, the fiat system um, until relatively recently, which is exactly why we do what we do now with gold uh, as a precious metal. Um, because it is, frankly, a way to extricate yourself from the shenanigans that Robin referred to. You know, inflation is the big one. A lot of us call it hidden inflation. It's, it's the fact that the, the value of the currency in your pocket right now uh, is falling in its purchasing power very, very quickly. And that is um, perceived as prices increasing in the terms of how we live life. Well, it's not just prices increasing, um, it's the devaluation of the currency, which is formally called a fiat currency, 
F-I-A-T. Um, and fiat is basically a Latin word that means by decree. So the reason that the uh, pounds, dollars, euros in our pockets has value is because it's been decreed as such by central governments. Um, and they work with central banks in order for that to be put into the economic system, which is fine on the face of it. Um, and has obviously worked for many, many hundreds of years in that sense, since people started to place certificates of value on paper rather than exchanging bits of metal or, you know, barter exchanges. It's worked very well for many, many years. But the trouble is that um, about 100 years ago now, they, they, they started to take the uh, paper currency. It's better known as currency. It's not really money. They started to take paper currency off any standard. And in fact, back in 1971, nearly 50 years ago now, they took fiat currency completely off any standard and, and so it became a 100% free-floating fiat mechanism based on the US dollar. Um, so what, what Rod and I spend our time doing is, is talking about this and we, we call this monetary history. We, uh, we simply provide people access to maybe looking at things a little bit differently. Um, Robin and I came together on our journey in this amazing online space simply because we wanted to look for ways to uh, create value in our businesses as, as, as coaches, as, as providers of services, software, e-commerce platforms, all the things that you are able to do these days in the online space. It's fantastic. But it didn't take us very long to realize that it's all very well working hard to create more income. But if that just leads you standing still, as many people experience in terms of how they earn wages or earning income in any way, shape or form, we just happen to use the online world to do it. It's very quick you realize that you can't just simply keep chasing income because it's becoming increasingly difficult and obvious that you can't save your way to a position of financial strength by definition of the pension crisis, for example. You know, there are millions and millions of people trying to pay forward into mechanisms that at least are supposed to put them in a place of financial strength in future years, but quite clearly that isn't happening. There are also millions of people trying to put money away in savings accounts, but the same, with interest rates being manipulated down to a position of close to zero for the past 10 years, then that money is not only doing nothing for you in and of itself, it's also falling in value every single month by definition of what fear is. So it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that on those two problems, you are going to have to educate yourself on how to protect that position, which is exactly why we transfer fiat money into our fiat currency into real money, which is gold, because gold has the ability to protect you from interest, uh, sorry, from inflation and secure your wealth uh, almost as, a, as, a, as literally cold storage. It's like a, it's like a time capsule. You, you, own, you buy it in position today and it will hold that level because an ounce of gold will always be an ounce of gold. The old adage, Robin, that we always talk about is, you know, you could walk into a suit shop back in the 1970s and buy a suit for an ounce of gold. And back then, an ounce of gold was maybe... £200, $300. Yeah, well, I, I remember thinking about gold once way, way back. It was around about 1992 when I was right. obviously still a boy. 
at that point. But you know, I was I was putting uh, you know a huge chunk of my salary into a pension diligently every month. You know, doing the working the 40, 40, 40 thing. You know, working forty hours a week for forty years. You know, to to end up with a pension that's you know forty percent of what I struggled to live on originally. Right. Uh, and I, I thought about gold, and I thought, no, gold's not really going to do very much. I don't really see, you know, it's not exciting, it's not sexy, it's stable, but boring, frankly, to me at that at that age. And then, you know, I was looking at figures recently. If I had taken my pension at that point um, in 1992 and invested it in gold compared to what I ha- what I did do with it, uh, and now the government's taxing me like crazy on it when I when I try and take it back out again, uh, I think I would be something like 300 thousand dollars better off uh, between 1992 and was it 2012 i saw a report right. um, so that's the same gold it's just that it's changed in its value in fiat yeah. monetary terms yeah yeah that's right it's exactly Incredible. the difference well that's that that says it all you know the, the point is that that weight of gold is still that weight of gold it's changed in its value in terms of fiat and then one of the reasons it's changed in value the way robin describes is because of the falling value of the currency itself. You need more of that currency to do the same. So it does work both ways. If you've only got one, a £10 note or a $10 note, that will buy you less going forward. But in the same breath, if you have something as, as, uh, as fixed as gold, it will be worth more in, in real terms as well. That's the way it works. So, you know, it's, it's, it's an incredible revelation, Robin. And, you know, we... we uh, we are very proud, actually, that we're out there now just hoping people listen to this message. And, you know, if you are listening to this and, you're, and it resonates with you, then you, you definitely have to speak to Robin because this is about positioning through education, what we call financial education. We're, we're not here to advise you on anything. I, I say all the time, Robin, and Robin hears me say it, I don't care what you do. I just care that you listen to what Robin's got to say to help you with your uh, information. And then if you're anything like Robin and I, you'll quickly realize that you need to start doing something about it. Not just to protect your position where you are today, but if you've got any sense of wanting to be secure and have choices and possibly even have financial freedom into your future, then you definitely need to have this information so that you can make the necessary decisions. And Robert and I come across people all the time who, who do make that. Uh, revelation and we're, and we're very pleased that we can we can help them the way we do I think yes I think Sean you're right if we keep it simple and just think about the basics people get very frightened by uh, people uh, technology and blockchain uh, cryptocurrency you know people have heard about you know the volatility of Bitcoin and all that sort of thing but underneath all of it underpinning all of it is very it's very sensible very safe it's really common sense and what I call cold hard logic. Really, um, our our digital coins are backed by gold. They're not really um, cryptocurrency in the in the traditional sense. They're tokenized assets, as you would call them, uh, Sean. So they're they're backed by real assets. Just you know, a, you know, a safe and secure. Well, more safe and and secure probably these days than your house. Mm-hmm. So um, you know it. When you take it down to the basics, you know you can strip all the technology away. It's actually common sense which is driving what we are doing. And um, there are a, a huge amount of 
technological developments coming, uh, you know, in parallel with this. We have, you know, we can talk about that later, you know, uh, smartphones that work over uh, the blockchain. So, you know, I live in the Highlands of Scotland. You know, we don't get cell phone reception everywhere. You know, I, up until very recently, used to have to jump into my car and drive uh, 20 miles, you know, over a bridge to get a cell phone reception just to, you know, verify a Google account or something like that. Wow. Uh, you know, so th these uh, smartphones that are um, voice over blockchain um, uh, are going to, you know, really sweep sweep the world and make a huge difference to people who have never been connected before to, to the modern world. And that's just well, one of, you know, it, 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 it's a practical example, isn't it, of the technology. But let, let's maybe help people understand what you've just said there, Robin, because um, we, we spent a little bit of time talking about the importance of owning physical gold. OK, just make, make a note of that, guys. This isn't about owning futures contracts or certificates in gold because, frankly, you don't own it. You know, that, that, that goes into a financial system that is owned by somebody else in lieu of a position. Uh, we're talking about physical gold here, so don't forget that. And we're also talking about 99.99 bank grade gold bullion. Okay, coins are also important, and you'll you'll realise that as you go through your journey. But but we're talking about here owning the physical gold. Okay, but did you hear what Robin said there about the blockchain? I mean that that's something that is um, very very new in many ways. The 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 blockchain has been around for many years. And most people understand the manifestation of that to be something called Bitcoin. And everybody who's been listening to the mass media or researching online over the past two years will have seen what's happened to that particular um, incarnation of the blockchain. And then and Bitcoin went through a very high uh, peak and has come down in a very quick manner because of the speculative nature of, of, of people, human beings. It's, it's what people do. It's, they see something go they chase it rather than properly understanding the full financial history and, and, and education behind it, which is relevant to gold, actually, if you start to do your research. Now is a very good time to get into gold because it's never been as low in real terms and to, uh, uh, compared to what it, what, it, what it needs to be if it was backed or, be, or, or the backing to fiat currency. But that's another story. But the, the blockchain um, is something that we've been involved with for many years, actually through different altcoins and, and Bitcoin and Ethereum and Litecoin, etc. But to Robin's point, each and every one of them, there's about over two and a half thousand, two thousand eight hundred different altcoins and, 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 and main coins you can get hold of on coin market cap. But the vast majority of them are based on confidence and perceived value. What Robin's talking about there is the ability if you think about it carefully, to be able to take the, the technology, which is blockchain, and tokenize that, in other words, create a blockchain-based ledger contract that holds you to a position of ownership of physical gold. Now, that is the difference. And if that is a foreign language to you right now, again, you need to speak to Robin and just understand this, because the bigger picture we're talking about here is actually something called the Internet of Money, or Internet 3.0. So back in the mid-90s, we had the first internet. We had www. We had email. We had all these basic websites we were able to go and communicate with each other on. Back in the mid-2000s, we had Internet 2, which is the incarnation of uh, the internet 
on mobile so we, we can be we can be accessing the internet wherever we are these days that's internet 2.0 internet 3.0 is, is is just coming to shape now and it's being formulated on the blockchain so i always like to say robin to people that imagine getting a hold of information as we're sharing now when apple were just bringing to life the first iphones now, if you'd have done your research and properly understood what that meant in terms of Internet 2.0, then you may have made a decision to get involved with that while Apple was still at pennies on the, on the dollar for the start. Now it's many, many, you know, it's much, much greater than that in terms of, start of share. That's basically what we're talking about with blockchain technology. And the mechanism we're using is to access that. So take a position on the blockchain through what are called coins. But doubly protect ourselves because those coins incarnate themselves as tokens against a physical weight of gold. In fact, to be absolutely clear, for every 100 of those coins we own, we know the grammage uh, value of them in physical gold. It's one gram to 100 coins. Now, what's the situation when you own 100,000 coins or half a million coins or a million coins? Divide that by 100, you know how many grams of gold you have. Now, is that something that puts you ahead and sort of puts you in, in, a, in a place whereby you can put yourself uh, forward in terms of asset ownership? We think so. Now, is it all a done deal? Is everything going to be smooth and nice? Is it risk-free? No, of course it's not. But, it, but I'd rather be in this position, Robin, of understanding the financial history of why gold, owning physical gold, and also accelerating my way to physical gold. I'd rather be in that position than being 100% reliant on a boss or 100% reliant on a pension fund that I don't have any confidence will be there 20 years from now. So the blockchain, look at it as an accelerator that allows you to get into possession of physical gold at the same time as owning a position ahead of the internet of money. That's basically what Robin wants to explain to you, you know, on, on the basis that you understand what we're talking about today. Yeah, I mean, at the moment, it's, it's kind of outside the system. Um, but very, very quickly, it's going to be the, the new system. You know, it's inevitable. It's going to take over. You know, it's going to make transactions faster, seamlessly fast, uh, cheaper, uh, more secure, uh, more reliable, and more private. There, there's just really nothing uh, not to love about it. You know, I mean, I've been around the block in, uh, you know, traditional business I've worked for big, big companies like BP Oil in London. I've worked for Wells Fargo Bank in San Francisco. You know, I've, I've been in financial management of tiny little companies as well. Tiny companies that would be dependent on huge, big companies to pay them. You know, maybe, maybe their major customer was a huge company and they were very slow at paying them like, like big companies can be. Mm -hmm. I can remember having to drive halfway across country to camp outside the offices of a of a company and stand there and strong arm them out of a check every month. You know, that was before I was a black belt in karate. Um, and, but you know, I would make myself so annoying that they would hand over a check. Then I'd have to beg them for use of their telephone, phone my bank manager, phone the company's bank manager, quote the check number to them and the value, and then jump into a car, drive like a bat out of hell to, to the company bank deposit that check before the, we'd be allowed to keep trading you know and you know nowadays obviously you can do things like that by bank transfer but 
you know, every transaction now can be seamless, instant, peer-to-peer, which means, you know, there's no middleman. There's nobody taking a chunk of it every time you, you make a transaction. There'll be a tiny, tiny transactional fee uh, through the blockchain compared to what we pay traditional banks. And if you're involved in this business, you actually can have a, a share of that fee as, as a residual income. So that's another attractive feature of the whole ecosystem that, that Sean and I are involved with. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? And, and it segues back to the phone because what people have to understand is two things, in my opinion. It's become very normalized for us to assume a position of expense every time we make a transaction. Now, the tax side of things notwithstanding, obviously we pay VAT, we pay income tax, we pay things to, to put into the system. That's a separate thing that, that carries on. But what has built up around the whole, uh, let's say, Rothschild's banking system, the standard banking system, is, is, is hundreds and hundreds of industries whose job it is to take a little piece of that every time you move. I call it taking a piece of energy because at the end of the day, we all put energy into something to turn that into uh, a wage, for example, because that's the way that the mechanism works. And then we take that wage and we save up, for example, to put a deposit on a house. Now, in that very saving in the banking system, there's people taking parts of that away from us. That's part of the reason. It's called a fractional reserve system. That's part of the reason that currency falls in value. And even when you take that money out, you've managed to save enough to buy a house. You've got to take that into then a mechanism to allow you to purchase the, 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 the asset, the house. You know, your home is not actually an asset, but that's another story. But buying a, a physical thing um, is then involved with lawyers. You've got the banking system itself that moves cash between itself. You've got, obviously, the surveyors and all the people around it who have to make that legally secure. Now, there's nothing wrong with that in and of itself. But imagine the scenario whereby all that is, is seamless because it's inside a decentralized ledger. That's basically what the blockchain is. Now, of course, there's touch points and there's always going to be fees incurred because things have to move through a value chain. That's, that's nice. That's, that's obvious. But what, what bugs me is that when you look at it on this level, you realize that just how much more effective the blockchain is in terms of its touch points. In other words, it's a lot more efficient, therefore a lot less cost compared to people who have a vested interest in making sure that their industry survives by sticking to the status quo. So that's one thing to consider. But the other thing that Robert touched, uh, Robin touched on there is very important, and you need to understand this. What we're, what we're basically talking about here is, is having a floor that is gold. And that means you've got a, a, an absolute baseline to the value of your asset. On top of that reside what we call coins or tokens that sit in an ecosystem that's aligned to the blockchain. And they're also something you can move into, as we've already described, by getting yourself, say, 100 KCB, because you'll know that's going to be worth a fixed amount in a certain period of time under physical gold. But the very ownership of that coin is the thing that's making the ecosystem work. It's the blood inside the veins. So if you understand you own that position, then you also need to understand that you have an influence on that asset accruing in value by definition of it being used by human beings. And that takes you back to the phone, for example. So that the whole phone works rather than us paying a Vodafone or a Verizon or whoever 
to have the privilege of using a network, what you're actually able to do with blockchain, voice over blockchain, is utilize the tokens inside the blockchain as part of the, the funding of you using the phone. But if you own the KCBs that are fundamentally there making that work, then you'll find that those assets accrue because people are using them. So you get a double benefit in terms of how this ecosystem works. Very similar with a mechanism called Carrot Pay, whereby it's very much the same as PayPal or Google Pay or Apple Pay. And you work as a retailer in the commercial sector, for example, you're able to use the payment system just as you would an app or a, 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 a point of sale um, card reader on your, in your store. And you're able to offer people the ability to pay in cash, be it in gold, believe it or not, or on crypto. And as a retailer, you choose, and the person who's buying it chooses. And over time, because the blockchain is moving, the internet of money is moving towards this more efficient space, then retailers will adopt that type of technology over Visa or MasterCard because it's fundamentally cheaper. Now, the part, at that point, the retailer has an opportunity to be able to decide whether they take the payment, let's say, in coin on the blockchain. But by definition of taking the coin, they own an asset immediately on the transaction. They can liquidate an element of that back out through the, what's called a carrot bit exchange to pay suppliers and staff in cash if they choose, but the rest stays as an asset. So imagine generating an asset every single time you sell a cup of coffee in your coffee bar. That's what we're talking about here. And it means that you're able to ratchet the ecosystem and take possession of the, the, uh, the coins on the blockchain that are fundamentally backed by physical gold. Now that, that, that's, quite a complex example Robin but it just shows the power of people understanding why they need to own both sides of the chain so that they can ratchet their way to a place of income and asset wealth in one fell swoop which is why we're so passionate about this project because we understand the power of owning assets building a balance sheet and we also understand the power of building a profit and loss account and creating income into our business our home business our bricks and mortar business or just as normal individuals we have lots and lots of individuals who are part of this uh, who simply take an income because they they understand the ability to to interchange between assets and and cash so it's, it's a know, special thing robin you can be paid you know in gold you know even yeah. even if you don't totally understand the this whole ecosystem at this moment because it's a lot to take in you know we we get paid in gold this is a you know carrot bars mastercard i can walk into a, a, a petrol station or a, a store supermarket I can spend uh, that that money just like any other money. Uh, it's not difficult to to grasp that concept. Anybody can do it. Um, the other the other big myth about all of this is that you know uh, we'll, hopefully we've assuaged some of your doubts about the technology. But the other one is that you have to be wealthy to to be involved. I think that's what I used to think. You know, maybe back in the nineties. You know, I'm not wealthy enough to. To, to be into gold, uh, I don't have a broker. I'm not. I'm not into the stock market. I can't do this. But you know, the, this system that, that Sean's outlined there, you know, it, it's a complete system. You know, you from start to finish, it's all in one ecosystem that you can save assets in gold from as little as you know four four dollars. I mean, I think I've got a a, a piece of uh, paper here which is actually gold. You know, this is what we call cash gold. 
Um, that's you know, 0.1 of a gram, it's tiny, obviously, it's not a lot of gold, but there's a piece of gold in the middle of that that is 24 karat you know, certified gold. If I was to, to break that out and take it to an assayer, it, he would be able to prove that real gold. So I could use that in an emergency if I, if I had to. But that, that's not even five pounds, you know, five dollars, it's, it's less than that. You can save that, you know, on a regular basis. And, and build from there if you want, you, you know, and find out how the system works. You don't need to be wealthy uh, to start with, no. but you can build wealth, um, you know, very, very dramatically also. Yeah, we call it paying yourself first, don't we? You yeah. know, the, the old richest man in Babylon, which is a book that you should read um, if you've not heard of that. And that, that the whole premise of it, which is uh, for, for whatever reason is a forgotten art in modern life. You know, I remember my grandparents being very clear to me. In fact, we, we would, back in the day, you were able to go and take bottle top, bottles back to the, to the stores, which there's a lot of credibility in doing that as well from a recycling point of view. And every time we did, we get a, we get a few pennies back. Um, I remember my grandparents saying, right, you don't spend that, that stays with me. And I'm gonna put that in that pig over there, that piggy bank. Next time you come, we're gonna do the same again. And after a few years, we had a few pounds in there and, and that was their way of teaching us to pay yourself forward. Now, for whatever reason, um, even though as it happened, my parents were exactly the same and I hope I'm the same with my kids because I was taught this, but for whatever reason, credit became much more freely available through the seventies and eighties. And, and, and there's good reason for that um, in terms of the monetary history that you should go and study and Robin can throw a few links in here. Uh, sure. People like Mike Maloney and Lynette Zanger will explain very clearly what the monetary history has been over the past 100 years, uh, 105 years to be precise. Um, and, and you'll be able to see why maybe it's been the case that it suited certain mechanisms to bring in uh, uh, access to credit. And it was certainly something that was done in the 80s through, through the Reagan and Thatcher years um, that, that encouraged people to, to fundamentally use money. Um, to, to put themselves in, in a perceived better place. Now, that had a lot of merits, of course. You know, a lot of us do live um, more comfortable lives than many of our grandparents did in real terms. The question is, at what cost? Now, and, and, and the, the, having that ability to get hold of mortgages and perceivably own your own home is one thing. And that should be something that we can see as a positive. But the problem is, while all that's been going on, there seems to have been a big uh, neglect of the fact that we need to pay ourselves forward because it's in the monetary system's interest to leverage debt. That's the whole point. You know, and it exemplifies itself because only as recently as the 1990s came out financial products called derivatives. These are a complete invention of the past few years whereby debt is leveraged against debt is leveraged against debt, which is exactly what brought down the Lehman Brothers and the property market back in the 2008 period. Um, the problem we've got is that they didn't fix any of that. And they've certainly not taught people to pay themselves forward. They've encouraged people to get into even more debt and chase the very low cost money that's been driven by low interest rates in the past 10 years and something called quantitative easing which has basically pushed more money into the system. And all that's happened with that money and that currency is it's gone into things like the stock market. 
and the banks have gone into those stock markets, the pension funds have gone into those stock markets, the insurance companies have gone into those stock markets, the governments have gone into those stock markets, which has meant that the whole thing has built into a bubble. And it's that bubble that your future may well be dependent on if you're 100% reliant on something else as a pay yourself forward. If that, the big if is there, because the, most people, according to reports, aren't putting themselves in a position of even having a pension. So they're not paying themselves forward at all because there's always more month than money. They're trying to live the life. They're trying to keep up with the Joneses. They're trying to keep everything moving, but they're only living from paycheck to paycheck. And that figure is increasing. So there's, there's good reasons, Robin, isn't there, why, why people should just stop for one second and listen and take yeah. a little bit of advice and education and start to leverage um, what gold represents and how it can be accelerated through blockchain. Yeah, I mean, and the, the frightening thing is, I mean, we're not, we're not saying it's doom and gloom. We're not saying the, the, the sky is going to crash on us uh, tomorrow. But the, the frightening thing about all this you know, casino economics that's been going on is that you know, governments are, are, are in debt too, so you can't rely on them to, to, to save you. Um, you know, just think about your own household economics. If you were running out of money halfway through the month, you, know, you didn't have enough money to buy your food, and you could just print more money. You know, you had a little printing press on your kitchen table, and you could just bang out more and more money anytime you needed it. You know, how crazy would that be, and how un unrealistic, really, would that be? But that is what's been happening, you know, across the, you know, the Western world. I mean, America is, you know, 20 odd trillion uh, dollars in debt, you know, and there's countries in Europe that are struggling too. Um, you know, that cannot continue uh, forever. Um, and so there will be some kind of reset. When that happens, don't uh, rely on you know, Uncle Sam or, or, or the government to, to look after you because they'll be looking after themselves. Yeah, they've no choice to. And that, that breaks your heart because the public sectors of these westernized economies have never been as big. Um, and there's reason for that, that the, the governments, it could be argued, have an interest in becoming bigger in terms of how they influence society and that, that you know people have differences of opinions on that but while the public sector is growing then more and more people are dependent on being paid by taxpayers in the private sector that's just the way it works more and more of that then is put into supposedly into uh, pension plans within these bubble areas of the stock market driven by things like quantitative easing um, and, and manipulation of interest rates um, but the thing that really gets me is that the baby boomers coming through now who started their working careers back in the 70s are now coming to the point where they need to draw on those supports. Um, very quickly behind them is my generation, the Generation Xs, who are now having to put more in to fund that. It's just to stand still. And we're very shortly going to be putting burden on that as well. Yep. The whole thing is based on derivative hedge funds. So this is what we call creating your own economy. Okay, yep. this, this, this is, comes back to the fundamentals of, of why you need to, first of all, have assets that you control yourself and you're not reliant on the banking systems as described or the governments that are embroiled inside it because they've no choice. If you think about governments, they, 
they work with four-year cycles. Their, their raison d'etre, their number one objective is to get power for that next four years. They're going to tell people, we call it bread and circus. They're going to tell people what they need to tell people in order to get the vote. It's very easy. And that's why a lot of what happened back from the 70s and 80s has continued because the printing of money through central banks to allow governments to set up infrastructure projects, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, on the face of it has been beneficial with heated streets, secure streets and everything else. But ultimately, it's all been based on money that's been borrowed from the future. We're saying that this is coming to the end of that particular epoch. And it's obvious that it is because of the way 2008 had to be corrected and the monetary supplies had to be increased. If you track a line from 1900 all the way through to 2008, you'll see the monetary supply in the United States, for example, went from about a million dollars in terms of what total money in the system all the way through to about 1.8 trillion in 2008. From 2008, it's gone from 1.8 trillion to 4 trillion in less than 10 years. Yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And that's happening because of the way that we're describing these fiscal policies have had to play out, not just to get the status quo remaining in play and keep people living life the way we think is normal, but also to keep the, 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 the system in a, in, a, in a place of perceived stability. That's sure. ending, Robin, frankly. Sean, we could talk about this all day. I know you and I could talk about this all day. Uh, unfortunately, this is only a 40-minute um, Zoom call, so um, uh, we'll probably need to, to wrap it up pretty close to now. Um, just really thank you very much, Sean, for coming in. I hope people got some value from this. Check out Sean uh, at DBM Business Masters 50K Club um, and come and visit us at gold for You and uh, 22ndCenturyGold.com. Um, you know, Carrot Bars is a very uh, simple business. It sounds complicated. It's a very simple business to get into, and then you can learn as you go. There's a whole uh, whole suite of things that are coming into play over the next uh, few months and years, which uh, if you're an early adopter like you will still be, like we are, you can earn uh, you know, significant um, incomes uh, bonus coins, so you're getting things for free just for being there and doing the thing. Uh, I urge you to have a look at it and uh, don't rely on uh, the government to look after you. Uh, Sean, have you got anything to finish off with? No, I appreciate your enemy in there, Robin. I know we could talk all day, but uh, <laughs> this is about just providing some insight, giving people something to think about. The sky is not falling in. We're not chicken little fans. This is about simply giving you the information so that you can speak to uh, the relevant people, uh, including Robin, absolutely Robin, to make sure that you take some next steps. And as I say, we don't really care what you do. We're not here to advise you on anything, but we do very much care that you listen to the information so you can be uh, in, a, in a stronger place, not just for you, but for your future family, etc. So I appreciate your time, Robin. It's been really good. You're welcome. Uh, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you. Bye-bye now, folks. Thanks, guys. Bye.